You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Let us notice, amen, uh, Psalms 118. Let us notice the book of Psalms. 118. Let's get ready for the word. I believe some people are like me this morning. You're excited about the word. I believe some folks are excited about the word. Notice Psalms 118. And we are going to call your attention to Psalms 118. Let's notice verse number eight. And then we're going to Proverbs, the third chapter. Notice Psalms 118. And notice verse number eight on this morning. Psalm 118. Verse number eight, and I'm reading out of the new King James Version on this morning. Psalm 118 and eight, the Bible said it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Notice what the scripture said. Notice what the Bible teaches. He said it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. This word better signifies that it is more advantageous. It is to our advantage that we trust in the Lord rather than put our confidence in man. I want to read it again. It is better. To trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And so I wouldn't be wrong this morning by saying that when you choose to trust the Lord rather than man, that's a superior way of living. Come on, that's a superior way of living. Because most folks are going to trust man above God. And so a superior way of of living is to put your trust in the Lord. Now watch this. And then trust man as God leads you to. So that God will allow you to know who you need to trust and who you don't need to trust. Do y'all see it? But see, if I get this twisted or backwards, then I'm not, I'm not walking in that superior way of living. But notice it again before we go to Proverbs. The, the psalmist say it, it is better to trust in the Lord, Lord being Jehovah, the supreme ruler, the supreme creator. Bottom line, the one who is in charge. Recognize there's only one who is in charge, who has all power, who knows everything. It is better to trust the Lord because he knows everything. Come on. It is better to trust the Lord because he has all power. It is better to trust the Lord because he is unlimited. Whereas man is limited or finite. If you choose to trust man more so than God, then you are trusting a finite being before you will trust a God who, again, is all-knowing. Notice Proverbs, the third chapter. Notice Proverbs, the third chapter. 
Very familiar scripture to many of us. Proverbs, the third chapter. Notice Proverbs 3. Uh, some of our favorite scripture. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and verse 6. Oh, yeah. I got me a come on, Pastor. Yeah. Proverbs 3. Notice verse 5. Notice verse number 6. Proverbs 3, 5. Notice the Bible said, trust in the Lord. Watch this. Remember, the psalmist told us it's better to trust in the Lord. Right? Than to put confidence in man. Now, the, now here the proverb writer says, Trust in the Lord, watch this, with all your heart. See, when it comes to the Lord, we can trust him fully. You can trust God fully. You can trust God with all of your heart. If you're taking notes, understand that you can trust God at all times, and you can trust God with everything. You can trust God at all times. You can trust God with everything. This is the reason the proverb writer says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Notice what the one who knows everything is going to do. He shall direct your paths. See, if I'll trust the one who knows all, if I'll trust the one who's able to do all things, then he is going to direct my path. This morning's subject is not only personal, but it's in the form of a question, an age-old question that has been asked for years and will continue to be asked. I want to teach from the subject, who can I trust? Who can I trust? I want you to look at a neighbor and just, just, just tell him of the subject this morning. Who can I trust? Ooh, look at one more person. Just ask him or her, who can I trust? Amen. Let's give God a praise for the subject this morning. Come on. Come on. Let's take our claps up a little bit higher. Who can I trust? I said earlier that this is an age-old question, meaning that for centuries, for thousands of years, people have often asked themselves this question. And depending upon your answer to this question, it will also provide answers to other questions. In other words, if I know who I can trust, and I'm trusting the right one, which is the Most High God, then a lot of answers that I have in life, I'm go- or a lot of questions that I have in life, I should say, I'm going to get the answer to those questions because of who I have decided to trust. Listen, but if your answer to this age-old question is wrong, and you don't really know who you can trust, then it's going to turn around and provide answers for why things are the way they are in your life. Because you're going to find yourself often being in a confused place because you don't know what to do and you don't know how to do. Come on, somebody. And you don't know when to do. Now, most of the time that people ask themselves this question, who can I trust? Most of the time we ask ourselves this when we are in need of help. Come on, somebody. I said we ask ourselves this question most of the time when we find ourselves 
needing some help with some type situation that we are going through. Oh, don't sit up there and act like you have always been saved because my prayer this morning is that many of us are like I am this morning. This is a question that I don't have to ask myself anymore. Did you catch it? This is a question that I don't have to ask myself anymore because years ago I made a decision which was better for me. Come on. Which was more advantageous for me. I decided, watched it, to put my trust in the Lord and to never move it or take it away or out of his hands. Come on. You ought to give yourself a praise if you have answered the question and you've answered it right. Come on. But back to what I said earlier. Therefore, who when they are in trouble, when they are needing help, they're often caught in trouble sometimes wondering who can I trust? Who can I trust? I'm going through something. Who can I talk to about what I'm going through? Who will understand me? Who will be able to relate to my circumstances that I find myself in at this very moment? And do you know because people haven't made the decision to trust God that they're in a confused place this morning? They don't know what to do about the problems that they face. They have no wisdom for the difficulty that are not just arrived at their door, but these difficulties have seemingly knocked the door down and it's taken over a person's life and they don't know where to go to get help. They don't know who they can trust. They don't know who they can talk to. Come on, somebody. We're going to break the word down. Sadly, many people are not only in trouble, but they're talking to the wrong people. They're in trouble and they're trusting the wrong people. They're telling their business to the wrong. Oh, come on, come on. Come on, church. Have you ever been in trouble? But you were sharing your trouble with the wrong person. Anybody ever been there where you needed some help, but sadly you were seeking help in the wrong place? Come on, I've been there. I wish somebody raised your hand if you've ever needed help, but found yourself seeking help in the wrong place. See, this is how people develop evil ties with the wrong folk. Come on. And there, and there are connections that you can form with the wrong people that are hard to break or disconnect from. Come on. So some of you are still close to people who left the church, who backslid and are back doing some of everything that's wrong, yet you haven't broken your connection with that person. Y'all still just as tight as you was when they was in the church striving to do right. How can that be if you really walk in the straight and narrow the way you say you are? But sadly, you can form connections that will serve to hurt you in life rather than benefit you. Listen, not just young people. Not just young people. And most young people, if they have not received the Lord, then certainly at an early age, they're going through things where they're asking themselves, who can I trust? And sadly, they're, they're looking to trust their boyfriend. They're looking to trust their girlfriend, which is a mistake. 
But you can't limit this teaching to young people because there are older people who still don't know who they can trust. Come on. But see, listen to me carefully this morning. There is an obvious agenda by the wicked to cause people to distrust the God of the Bible. Come on, I need to say that again. I said there is an obvious agenda by the devil, by demons and evil people. To get folk, to persuade people, to distrust the God of the Bible. See, we live in a time now when you say you serve God, when you say you love God, you often now have to clarify what God you're talking about. See, I let folk know I serve the Most High. I serve the God of the Bible. So I live according to the Bible. I train myself, watch this, to think according to the Bible, to talk according to the Bible, and certainly to walk or do according to the Bible. And there are not many people in here that do it. Come on. But there is an obvious agenda. Back in the day, we would look at things that are taking place and how folk was trying to cause people to distrust God. But it was sort of like, Years ago as a hidden agenda. But sadly, nowadays when we look at things that are being done, it's an obvious agenda. It's clear for anyone to see that there are people who have made it their goal to get people to distrust. Are y'all listening this morning? The God of the Bible. Listen, because when you distrust the most high God, listen, you will see right as wrong and wrong as, as right. Woo, come on, somebody. It's happening with some of our kinfolk. You're telling them what's, what's wrong, but they see wrong as, as right. They call good evil and evil good. Preaching like this, they tell folks, stay away from that. But this is what people need in the day and time in which we live. Am I right? And so there is an obvious agenda that's trying to cause folk not to trust the God of the Bible. To the point now where they're teaching folk when babies are born, you do not have to assign an agenda or sex to the child. Y'all been listen to me at the time of birth. Because the child is not sure what he or she wants to be. And so leave it blank. Give the child some years to choose what they want to be. But see, that's evil. That's evil. God assigned the sex of the gender at the birth. Why not just call it the way that it is? Why try to get people to distrust the God of the Bible. Now some of y'all don't like when I teach like this because you got relatives that are doing this dumb stuff. 
And you don't want to have to explain to them why your preacher keeps preaching about certain things. There's even a medicine now that they have developed for children. When parents and the child are unsure about what he or she wants to be, they call it puberty blockers. And what it does is that it slows down the puberty process. So if it's a girl and you're giving it to her, it's going to stop her from growing breasts. It's going to stop her from looking like a woman. Until she decides that she wants to be a woman. Don't y'all look at me sharp like that. Because I told you it's an obvious agenda. To get people to distrust the God of the Bible. You don't have to be saved to go to heaven. Everybody's going to heaven. No. No. But see, people are walking in this. People are claiming to be Christians. Listen to me carefully. Who don't live a Christian life. And, And we ain't supposed to call them out. Because they're quick to tell you, judge not. You know we can judge sin. You can call sin, sin. Right? You have people now, I'm all right the way I am. God want us to come to church just how we are. Yeah. Listen, honey. He wants you to come just like you are. But he doesn't want you to stay the way you came. Come on. He wants you to set up under teaching and change for the better. And anointed teaching pushes you to change. If you allow the time, sitting up on anointed teaching should provoke you to stop lying. Oh, I'm going to teach it right this morning. It needs to be taught. I don't want to come to church and leave the same way I came. I want to be transformed for the better. Am I right? But it's an obvious agenda to cause people to distrust the God of the Bible. This is when you're seeing a lot of things that you're seeing. Because people don't want you to trust the God of the Bible. Mm. So a lot is being said about things. But, you, but, but, but certain things that you see, certain things that you hear, you need to understand, okay, this is what Pastor been talking about. This is this obvious agenda. To cause us to distrust the God of the Bible. Folk ask you like, have you seen the woman king? Well, I'm a Christian. And a woman can't be a king. See, sometimes we don't, we don't understand the, the magnitude of what a woman can be a queen. A woman can't be a king. A king is a male ruler. Come on. But see how they're interchanging things. 
I'm going to give you some definition of this shirt. Women, y'all smile real quick. Smile, because that want to knock against you. Smile, women. Smile. You can still be just as powerful, just as beautiful, just as bold, but you got to stay a woman. One of the biggest mistakes the church made was that they started saying to women that you're anointed only because women were acting like men. And if a woman could preach like a man, they said she's anointed. But there's certain stuff a woman can do and be powerful, yet remain a lady while she does it. I know I'm teaching some good stuff to our women. Woman, you don't have to be bossy and unruly to be powerful. Where my wives at? Why my good women that, that's married? You don't have to be a person who has a takeover spirit in order to be powerful in your home. Let's deal with distrust. Some folk, yeah, some folk, even in the church, they, 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 they frown at teaching like this. But we need it. We need it. And if the pastors don't stand up and teach it and preach it, then people are going to go on their merry way, distrusting the God of the Bible. Watch, when that's the main one, they need to be trusted. When you are in trouble, you need to know that you can rely on God. Think about being in the church, going through trouble, but you don't know who you can rely on. Especially God. And that's what's happening to a lot of church folk. They're going through things in the home, on the job, in their bodies. And they're starting to question, can I truly rely upon God? Is he really there? That's a mistake. Because when you, when you come to a conclusion that you can't rely on God, why serve him? Why praise him? Why pray to him? This reason some of you don't pray the way you need to pray. You don't pray the way you need to pray. It's because you're unsure if you can really rely on him. Come on, I, I, I'll break it down. This is the reason most of us, when things happen in our life, trouble or things that catch us off guard, God is not the first one we talk to about it. You got to talk to your best friend. You got to go over it with your spouse. See, the first person we need to take our troubles to is God. Come on, because you can rely on him like no other. Come on, somebody. I know that may have hurt somebody, but, 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 but you rarely talk to God about the things you go through. And this is the reason why right now you are handling a problem but you're handling that problem wrong. You're going about solving that problem wrong. Why is that? Why don't you have wisdom in reference to that problem? Is it because you don't rely on God? You haven't asked him how to solve it. You haven't asked him for wisdom in reference to it. God ain't just teaching us stuff that's just church only. 
Come on, God, man. Come on. When it comes to relationships, you have to talk to God about relationships. Let's deal with it. To distrust. Number one is to feel that someone or something can't be relied on. When you distrust, you feel that someone or something can't be relied on. Now, back in the day when, when, when we questioned folk, we would, we would often say to people about a particular person who, whom we were questioning when we grew up that, you know, so-and-so is suspect. I don't know if they use that word nowadays. We, we, we tell them, say, man, he's suspect. That, 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 that means I'm wondering about him. Not sure, listen, if he is who he says he is. And see, again, sadly, listen, not in the world, in the church. Folks are looking at God like he's suspect. Does he still do what he used to do in the Bible? Do he want to do? What he used to do. But, but can, I, can, I, can I share something with you? God is still doing today what he did yesterday because God does not change. He healed yesterday. He's healing today. He'll be healing tomorrow. I ain't getting no help. Not like I need it. Not like I need it. He delivered yesterday. He'll deliver today. And he'll deliver tomorrow. I know I can rely on God. I wouldn't be where I am right now if I couldn't rely on God. I'm finna say something real strong. I'm not a product of what my mama made. Listen, I am a product of my father and mother as far as being a male and being in this world. But the man that I am, I owe that to God. I owe that to God. That's why I praise Him the way I do. When mama didn't know what to do, when mama didn't have the advice, she taught me to rely on God. If a person ever asked me, why you love your mama so much? She taught me. To rely on God. From a young age, even when I first got saved, she was one of the only ones in the family saved. First thing she told me, you can count on God. You can count on God. Listen, to be there when others won't. To listen when others won't. Woo! You can't count on me like that. You can't call me at any time. I won't counsel you on my vacation. I won't do it. Number two. What you do? Do you need time to let that sink? Would you come back to church to meet with me on your vacation? 
See, we ain't God. There's a time God want me to handle things. Then there's a time God said, you don't need to handle nothing. And see, a pastor that's always trying to tell folk what to do, but he ain't ever laying before God, he going to tell you the wrong thing to do. You can't come to me like I always got the answers. No. And many of you should be smiling now because you know there have been several times that I told you we got to pray. We got to acknowledge God. We got to seek God for wisdom. And he'll show us what to do. Number two, to distrust is to regard with doubt or suspicion. Again, we're wondering about God. Listen. I don't want to set up in the church, but I'm wondering about God. I don't want to be telling my kinfolk I'm Christian, I'm saved, but I'm wondering about God. I, I don't want to be telling folk that, that he'll make a way, but they can sense in my attitude that I'm not sure about what I'm saying. You know, that happens. Folks are trying to testify to you about God, but, but you look at them like, are you sure? That's when you have to be careful who you run to for help all the time. Because you'll call some folk to question the legitimacy of God. Every time you need money, you run to a certain person. But you keep telling that person you run to every time you need money that God will make a way. See, they starting to think they your God. Come on, y'all know that's real. All that giving you do over at the church, why y'all need money all the time? Why you can't pay your bills? Why you can't do this, that? See, now they wondering about your God. And if we ain't in the place we need to be, some of you may not like it, but it's real. If you ain't in the place you need to be, there are demons that will attack your mind. And I don't care how long you've been in the church, you'll start wondering about the God you serve. When you hear folk tell you just dumb stuff like, well, when it comes to what you want, girl, you need to start operating by the law of attraction. See, if you, if, if you understood the law of attraction, then the universe would give you what you want. See, 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 I ain't with that. I ain't with that universe stuff. I can rely on the most I got. When I pray... I don't pray to the universe. Come on. I ain't worshiping a tree. I ain't worshiping a statue. I ain't worshiping a man. Look at my real quick. Just tell me, you can rely on God. And then finally, the root meaning of distrust is absence or lack of trust. An absence or a lack of trust. Again, a lot of people here today, they they asking themselves, who can I trust? I don't know what to do. I've been going in circles for years. I'm confused about something that's too important to be confused about who can I, who can I trust? Folk looking for churches, they, they, who can I, who can I trust? You hear so much about pastors these days that are negative. Who can I trust? 
So looking to be married. Who, who can I? Who can I trust? Young people getting involved in schools with different activities. Who can I trust? I'm on the football team, but, but, but who on this team? Can I trust the coach? I made a doctor's appointment for next week, but can I trust the doctor that I made the appointment with? Who can I trust? Who can I trust? I'm married. See, sometimes you don't recognize married folk will roll over in the middle of the night while their spouse is sound asleep. Looking at them with crazy eyes. Wondering, can I trust them? Can I trust that he's going to go to work and do what he needs to do? Or is he trying to be a player at work? Can I trust him? See, this is some good stuff. This, who can I trust? Who can I trust? Look at Psalm 118 again. And as you turn to Psalm 118, part of maturing in life, part of growing up, is learning to take responsibility for where you are in life. Come on. Take a part of maturing. Part of growing up is learning to take some responsibility for where you are in life. Why I say it like that? Because there are people right now this morning, they're in a bad place. But they're in a bad place because of who they are deciding to trust. You're in a bad place because of who you listen to. And see, this message is not designed to make anyone shout this morning. Because the older you get, and you're still in a bad place, the worse you start to look to people who are in the place where they need to be. And, and, and sometimes you'll know it's a matter of who I decided to trust and who they still relying on. Listen, let's call the teaching going to become more real. The main person we trust above God is ourselves. See, the whole time I've been talking about not trusting God, we've been looking at other people. But sometimes you're in a bad place because you trust yourself too much. You're out here doing what you want to do. You ain't even acknowledging God. See, you trust yourself too much. Woohoo! Girl, can I get your number? Sure. 
See, as soon as he asks you, so, girl, can I get your number? In your mind, you should have been praying like, Lord, help me. The Lord said, no, don't, don't, don't do that. And you just politely say, no, that ain't something I need to do today. Girl, I need to run into you again. Well, you know where I work. And just leave it alone. But see, sometimes when you trust too much in yourself, it will be your decisions that will ruin you. Now, we quick to blame others. But rarely do we really look at how much trust I put in myself. And don't y'all feel bad out there because I, I, I done did some stuff to where it was just unwarranted. I was trusting in myself too much. You know, you got preachers who trust in themselves too much. They learn Bible. They learn how to hoop. They learn how to teach. They learn how to grab folks' attention. And so when it comes to what they proclamate on Sunday morning of Bible study, they don't even acknowledge God anymore. They trusting in themselves that they know what the people need. And so it's possible for folk to come to church and hear something that sounds good, but it ain't going to impact their life because it ain't what God wanted them to have for that particular day based upon, watch this, what he know they're going through. See, this message is coming from God because he knows what every one of us is going through. And see, if you'll pray and have the right connection with God, you won't even have to wonder if I'm your pastor. God has already told you, that's your pastor, and you can trust him to deliver a word. You can trust him to counsel you. You can trust him to marry you. Come on. Oh, I'm teaching right. Because it's going to be God that allows you to know that you can trust me. Not me. So when something bothers you here, you dare not leave uh -oh, just because you want to leave because God told you you can trust him. And so folk will leave a house where God has told them you can trust him. They'll get mad at him, him, me, and go somewhere and sit up under somebody they can't trust. See, don't ever get so mad at me that you stop trusting God. Am I right? Listen, you're going to have to really think about this. How many have made at least one dumb decision this year? At least one. At least one. Okay, hands down. How many have made at least three dumb decisions this year? At least three. Come on. Come on. How many have made at least 50 dumb decisions this year? See, 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 folk went from one, three, 50. <laughs> See, you don't really want folk to know just how much you trust in your own ability and in your own intellect. Look at Psalm 118. 
No, you don't. Psalm 118, verse 8. It is better to trust in who? The Lord. It's better. Another word for better is more excellent. It's better to trust, listen, in the Lord. Watch this. This is something we do. Than to put confidence in man. See, when you start trusting man more than God, that's something you did. Come on, that's something you did. When you allow the doctor to not only check you, but operate on you, and you didn't pray about the operation, that's something you did. It's in the news right now. I ain't going to call the man's name because I called it wrong. Matter of fact, I can't even remember. But he's a surgeon. He's being brought up on charges because they're recognizing now that he did at least 200 operations. Come on. That did not need to be done. Now, hold on. And he did them on poor people. See, what am I saying to you? Are all doctors bad? Come on, you know better than that. There's some good doctors out here. But see, there are doctors, listen, that you can't trust. Only way your eyes going to get better is you need laser surgery. Mm. 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 I don't even care if you ain't been saved that long. You ought to start going, mm. laser? Mm. Oh, my eyes. When, when, when man say things to you that are just definite, just like this is it, you can't trust that man. You can never have this. Never. Never. The biggest sign that you can't trust man is when man starts acting like he God. That's the first sign that I can't. Mm -mm, you think you got the final say. But see, I trust the one who has the final say. So when man says to me, you can't afford this, but I hear God saying, you going to have this, then I'm not going to trust what that man says to me. Can I break it down? That means go look for your house this year. Despite credit reports, despite down payment, Come on. You will never have a child. Never. I can't trust that. And you need to get to a point where you got boldness with God. I can't trust that. Why you can't trust our report? Because I know what God did for Sarah. I know what God did for Hannah. 
I know I'm teaching right up in the house. Some of y'all having trouble receiving because you trust in man too much. Trust in yourself too much. Tell your neighbor, it's possible to lowball yourself. Lowball means you, you can think too low. Come on. See, let's, oh, Lord, thank you. Insecurities in a Christian are born out of a lack of trust for God. You can't be a true Christian, trust God the way you need to, and be insecure about who he made you. When you trust the Most High the way you need to, it gives you boldness. It gives you confidence that you are who he says you are. Oh, I'll teach it right. You'll walk in a conference room on your job. Not having the education that everybody else got on paper, but God told you, you need to be in this room. You'll sit in that conference room knowing who God made you. You'll go out here and do things and have things. Listen, and don't even have a high school diploma. Look at Psalm, Proverbs 29. I'm in the clothes. Well, Pastor, I'm just insecure about my looks. Why? God created you. God created you. Come on. I hear you, Sister Kiki. And sometimes he made you a little bit different. Come on. Oh, y'all, I'll preach to y'all. I feel good about this bald head. I feel good about this long nose. Why am I teaching like this? Because the world preys on people who are insecure. You don't need the latest iPhone to be confident. Come on. You can be like me, still operating on seven. I will pull it out like it's a 14 and go to doing. But see, in the church, y'all laughing, but in the church, they're making saints think like worldly people. You should be confident, not in what you have, but in who gave you what you have. I ain't confident because of my house. I'm confident because of who gave me my house. Knowing that if he gave it, man can't take it. Oh, I'm teaching right. Come on, not confident in what I drive, more so than who enabled me to drive what I'm driving. 
See, that Mercedes emblem don't make you who you are. You was who you were when it was a Toyota emblem. But because he told you it would be a Bentley image, you trust him. And see, this becomes a part of you. At the doctor's office, on the job interview, out to eat. Am I right? But see, again, when you don't know who you can trust, you start relying on self too much, making all these decisions that are going to come back to hunt you. And then you're going to be sad, crying, and depressed, trying to point the finger at people. But even when you trust the wrong person and you know better, that's a product of you trusting yourself too much. Because sometimes we'll trust people that God told us don't trust, but you trusted them anyway. God told you don't ever get back involved with him, ever. So it didn't matter how much he said he changed. You should have been able to tell him, look, I'm glad you changed, but this won't ever be. And see, a man will know when you mean it because you're happy for it. You're happy that he changed, but this will never be. Because you know what God said. God said, I have better. That's all it takes. When God say, I have better, as less comes, you just scoot it out. <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't better. <laughs> you don't even work. That ain't better. <laughs> you don't even know how to treat a lady. That ain't better. You don't even like spending money on a woman. That ain't better. You ain't ready for just one woman. That ain't better. You want to argue all the time. That ain't better. You want me to take care of you. That ain't better. And see, you keep moving. Oh, you keep moving. Until you're able to say these words, better here. <laughs> when you bring in the church, you're able to tell for better here. Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29, 25. Are you being helped? Yes. The fear of man brings a snare. Fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Tell you, when you decide that you know who you can trust, and you know that one is the most high, you safe. Tell your neighbor, say, you good. Look somebody right in their eyes and tell him, I'll say, I'm telling you right now. No matter what's popping off in your life. Because you trust God. You good. You good. You hear me? You good. You safe. They coming with the layoffs before the year half, before the year close. But God wants you to know this morning, you say, you good. Look at Psalm 34. Woo! Oh, yeah, it's been a joy to teach this. See, the re reason I get joy out of what I teach is because I'm a product of what I teach. 
Yeah, see, I'm, I'm getting happy. I ain't concentrating on y'all that ain't getting happy. I ain't paying you no attention. Psalm 34 and 8. Mm-mm. Maybe a long time before we see each other again. I know what this word to do. Now listen, never mistake confidence for arrogance. Christians are not arrogant. No matter how much God blesses you, never think you are better than others. Listen, even when others accuse you of that. Because that's a part of their insecurity. Oh, he think he all that? No, you think I'm all that. Now I am special. See, y'all shouldn't let me stop there. You shouldn't let me stop right there. You ought to know that I ain't the only special somebody in this church. You ought to be this. You should have got up with an attitude and said, yeah, my pastor's special, but so am I. I'm special. Because if I'm not special in your eyes, who cares? I'm special in his eyes. Yeah, I'm special to God. He cares a whole lot about me. Psalm 34, yeah, he care a whole lot about me. He care how I dress. He care how I live. Every little detail he concerned about. It. He didn't want me to just come out here looking at him. No, 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 no. You special to him. You, you got to go out there right. You got to go out there right. See, I don't just slay on Sundays. He think he look good up that day. I, uh, this Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. This an everyday thing. I know how much he care about me. I know he don't want me to leave out of the house looking any kind of way. He care about me. And he want others to look at me and say, hey, somebody care about that man. When it come to my wife. Now, most of the time, I'll get the credit because I'm a man. But what she needs to understand is that when folk look at her, they need to know God cares about that woman. Now, they don't know it. They're going to say, somebody care about that woman. If y'all could just really get what I'm teaching, you wouldn't be so upset with people who don't want to bless you. Because you know God just lining them up who want to bless you. Psalm 34. See, sometimes our focus ain't right. Don't focus on people that's talking about you. Don't even give them that time. Don't give it to them. Psalm 34, 8. Now, don't, don't, don't give it to them. Psalm 34, 8. We close it, I promise. Uh, uh, I'm striving. Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is blessed is the man who trusts in him. See, when I know who I can trust, I know that's the most high. That's Jesus. You sure? Then I'm going to be blessed. The word here for blessed is happy. Listen, I'm going to bring a strong word to you. When you trust God, you're happy. Listen. You are content. Listen. See, a lot of people, they base their happiness 
on what they think is going to happen. See, but when you learn to be content, nothing needs to happen for me to be happy. God has brought me to a place where I'm happy today about what he's doing in my life. I'm happy about what he has already done. You hear me? There are too many people claiming to be happy, but their happiness is always futuristic. That ain't a person who trusts God. The moment you decide to trust God, that's the moment he places his anointing upon your life. Listen, to be blessed or to be happy. Am I right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and then we're done. Notice. Notice this is important. Because this is the key to staying happy. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your teaching. This is the key to staying happy. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. How do I stay happy? Lean not to your own understanding. You know how we, you know how we go from happy to unhappy? We get to leaning on our own understanding. We get to doing our own thing. But see, if I will trust God with my whole heart or fully or absolutely, even in times of trouble, there's a sister, listen to me, receive this sister. If you're trusted with all your heart, even during times of trouble, you're going to learn that I'm still happy. Everything that can go wrong is seemingly happening on this job, but my smile is not fake. My good morning to folk is not phony. She know all the mess going on up in this place. And then she got the nerve to come here and shout to my, good morning. So sick of her. Good morning. What's so good about it? She getting on my nerve. See, they don't understand how you happy in all that. We done right here. And in all your ways, I'm teaching them how to stay happy. In all your ways, <laughs> in all your movements, in all your decisions, do what? Do what? Do what? Talk to him about it. what he gonna do? What he gonna do? What he gonna do? And see, as long as God is directing my path, and I'm doing what he tells me to do. I'm receiving the wisdom. I'm applying the wisdom. I'm going to be happy. Now, we ain't all knowing. So that means within any given day, something can happen that I wasn't expecting. person can treat me in a way that I wasn't expecting that out of you. Watch this because of how good I've been to you. See, I expect certain folk to treat me bad. But therefore, you, you be good to. That you love, but they hate you. It ain't nothing you're going to be able to do to make them love you. See, you got to learn to be happy in spite of that person. And not allow, I'm finna be done, nothing that that person says or do to steal your happiness. Listen, I don't fool with folk who don't want help. 
You can be in a bad place, but if you want out, I'm your man. I'll talk to you, counsel you, pray with you, do what I need to do. But if you aren't happy and miserable and you like that place, you won't bring me down to that place. Now that you won't do. But that's your sister. I don't care if it's my grandmama. Happy wife, happy life. Not at 80 Hidden Lakes. Y'all didn't catch that. Happy wife, happy life. Not at Hidden Lakes. I don't know what may be going on with her on any given day. Never because she ain't happy. I got to be sad. Then you have these people that you can't be close with them unless you feel like they feel. Hey. One of the greatest gifts you have is the gift to be happy. And in the day and time we live in, it's precious. Okay? But the question is, the old age question, who can I trust? Hopefully this message has helped us answer that question. Hopefully you have the right answer. Amen. Let's stand and give him a praise for the word, for the message. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.